Welcome to This Week in California Education, brought to you by EdSource Radio. I'm Lewis Friedberg. And I'm John Fensterwald. Well, this week we are watching closely the teacher strike in Los Angeles Unified, which has created tensions, to say the least, on the picket lines and creating havoc in hundreds of the district schools and, not coincidentally, has drawn national attention to the nation's second largest district. As we record this podcast, the strike has not yet been settled. You know, the strike has attracted support from teachers throughout California. They say the strike expresses their unhappiness with their own funding needs, this despite large increases in funding since the recession. After just four days into the strike, the district and the union agreed to renew talks as it became clear that the strike would be costly for both sides. Estimates are that the district lost nearly $70 million during that time alone. We'll be tracking the developments over the strike, but this week we wanted to take a deeper look at Governor Newsom's ambitious plans for expanding childcare, early education, and support for parents of young children. Yeah, Newsom is making early child development from birth to kindergarten. It's a big priority, and that's a sharp departure from Governor Jerry Brown, who focused on restoring K-12 funding under his new finance system, the local control funding formula. Among his plans, he's proposing to phase in funding over three years for full-day preschool for all low-income children and making full-day kindergarten available for all five-year-olds. We have with us Zadie Stavely, our early education reporter, who's been looking at these issues. Welcome, Zadie. Hi, Lewis and John. Good to be here. So, Zadie, could you just give us some of the highlights of what the governor wants to do around early education? So the governor has unprecedented investments planned for kids from zero to five. So starting at birth, he's proposing to explore how to expand paid family leave for parents up to six months of family leave per child. And that's a big deal, right? It's a huge deal. Right now, there's six weeks for the birth mother after birth, and then six weeks of paid family leave for each parent, if it's a two-parent family, which you know takes us up to 18 weeks. So that would be an expansion of at least two more months of paid family leave. The funding to do that isn't in the budget. This is going to take, it have to come through payroll taxes or something like that, right? Paid family leave is paid by employees. Right now, it's 1% that's withdrawn from people's paycheck. And there are several different ideas of how to get more money into paid family leave. So that includes expanding the amount of money that is taken from higher income employees, because right now there's a cap on the income that paid family leave comes out of. So that still has to be worked out, but still a big deal that he's proposing it. So what else is he proposing then? He's proposing more home visits and more developmental screenings, which are basically surveys that pediatricians and other health providers give to parents to try to find out if babies and toddlers have delays before their third birthday. He has more money to pay for more low-income children and a specific pot of money specifically for African-American infants, which is really important because nationwide, African-American infants are twice as likely to die in their first year of life. One of the things that a lot of advocates were pushing for was universal preschool. What did he propose in that era? So Governor Newsom proposed a phase-in of full-day preschool for all low-income four-year-olds over three years. So right now, not all the four-year-olds who are eligible for subsidized preschool are getting it. And so this plan would phase-in full-day preschool for all low-income four-year-olds over three years. Parents of four-year-olds would no longer have to be employed or in school in order for their kids to go to a full-day program. 
And then he also has a plan. He includes in the budget a plan to explore how to provide universal preschool for all four-year-olds, regardless of their income, at some time in the future. So he wants to look into how to do that. I mean, are any other states doing that? Universal preschool for everybody, regardless of income? Yeah, Oklahoma does it. Georgia does it. Alabama is looking towards doing it. Hmm. So we should at least be able to do what Oklahoma and Georgia are able to do. That's the hope. A lot of people were hoping that this would happen all in one year, Zadie, but the governor's arguing that, in fact, a number of things have to be done first, and he's proposing money for that. Explain what needs to be done before we just launch a universal preschool. Well, universal preschool for all four-year-olds, you know, regardless of their family income, would be a huge expense. So I think what they're trying to do is to try to figure out how to, how to do that and how to overlap that with transitional kindergarten, which is now available only to four-year-olds who are born between September 2nd and December 2nd. And then also there's a whole portion of funding that needs to be put towards expanding facilities, both for preschool and for childcare. And so the money that he has right now for childcare for children from zero to three is mostly for investing in training childcare providers and then expanding and building new childcare buildings. And this is a big deal because so far those are two of the big obstacles to actually creating more spaces for childcare. That's a lot that you've described, a lot in Governor Newsom's proposed budget for next year. But I understand there's some other things, full-day kindergarten, for example. He's proposing $750 million to help school districts that don't offer full-day kindergarten offer it. Newsom said in his speech that a quarter of California children only have half-day kindergarten available to them. And so he wants to put money to towards school districts expanding their facilities or retrofitting their facilities to offer full day kindergarten to all five-year-olds. Well, Zadie, this is a big shift from Governor Jerry Brown, who really didn't make early childhood a major priority. He did put in some additional funds. So I imagine advocates are really happy about where things are going. In general, there's a lot of enthusiasm about where things are going, and there's a lot of hope that the final budget will also include childcare subsidies and higher reimbursement rates for providers. Okay, terrific. We've been talking with Zadie Stavely, Ed Source's early education reporter. And speaking of advocates, we're going to go to an advocate now, Erin Gable, who is Deputy Director of First Five California, which is a major organization in the state promoting early childcare programs and quality early childhood programs. We were very excited with anticipation to see what would come out in the January budget and were blown away by what appears to be a very comprehensive roadmap for how to strategically but prudently put together the architecture for a stronger early childhood system in California. Well, Aaron, had the governor met with leaders in early childhood education, it certainly couldn't have been a total surprise, the details, too. He must have talked with people to get ideas and come up with a plan. Oh, absolutely. I I know that the um, governor has benefited greatly from his new chief of staff, Ann O'Leary, who has been the leader nationally on early childhood issues, uh, you know, not just in uh, child care and high quality child care, but also in the areas of paid family leave and other very important pieces of the early childhood tapestry. He also has been consulting for years uh, with the field regarding what it would take to really move the ball forward in California. 
as many people know, um, prior governor, while doing incredible things to think about the architecture of public education in California and what we would need to do to move forward, was very skeptical about the role of early childhood education and other early childhood supports. And so we've all um, been hoping and preparing for a sea change in that department. One of the things that surprised me was, I know there's been a lot of talk about universal preschool, but he also talked about universal kindergarten. Lots of kids in California aren't attending full-day kindergarten. Did this come as a surprise to you at all? And, And how important do you think the emphasis on kindergarten is? I think that the entire early childhood field is very encouraged by the attachment of the early childhood system to the articulation that needs to happen into high quality early grades. It has not been a traditional conversation in California. We have very much bifurcated our early learning system zero through five from our early learning system four through age seven uh, in our public schools. The vision that you see on any school campus of the trailer that's out in the back of the playground that holds the preschool is very much emblematic of what happens not just at the local level when you think about early learning policy, but emblematic of what happens at the state level for early learning policy. It is a forgotten siloed program opposed to being part of a holistic vision of child development up through grade three. And I know that that is a vision that the governor has, that we need to think about not just a high-quality early learning system, but how that then articulates for children and for families into a high-quality kindergarten program. Related to that was the emphasis on full-day kindergarten, but also in full-day preschool. That's obviously costs more to keep kids for longer, but how important is that to have this goal of full-day? And is it even really attainable? California has had a unique mission and vision for its early learning system compared to other states that have been trying to tackle universal preschool. And we've had this twin mission for a very long time. It's, it's about high-quality child development experiences and supporting working families and working families' needs. So since the preschool promise was struck in 2014, we've been emphasizing in California uh, the enrollment of of as many children who are eligible uh, in full day, full year preschool services uh, in order to help their parents get to work while their children are getting prepared for kindergarten. And so it doesn't make any sense to make an incredible investment in California in a full day, full year system for four-year-olds that might be pulling them out of whatever informal childcare arrangement their parents have been able to piece together by the skin of their teeth, just to throw them into a three-hour kindergarten program the very next year. And so to think comprehensively about working families' needs and how three-hour programs don't fit that is an enormous part of, of thinking about kindergarten as part of a continuum of early learning. It's all very exciting, Aaron, and the governor was able to use one-time money from the general fund to do some of the groundwork for this, such as proposing facilities and training. But to what extent is this dependent on future funding for which the funding is not guaranteed? 
Yeah, a lot of folks were surprised um, at how prudent the ongoing funding was in this first January budget. And I have every reason to believe that, that Governor Newsom would not build buildings and train a workforce with no intention of them providing services later. I mean, he, he sees this as the this key foundational level so that we have the classroom capacity, um, we have the high quality workforce capacity, we have these pieces in place so that we can, once they're ready, uh, turn on the tap of services and know that children, as he said, are in a situation where the adults have taken what would ready aim fire <laughs> so that the services are high quality and are going to um, have an impact on their readiness for kindergarten. Ready aim fire as opposed to ready fire aim, right? Right, exactly, exactly. You know, to your point about is this an expensive proposal, and the, the human and physical infrastructure necessary to bring this kind of goal online is expensive and a significant amount of it is eligible for one-time funds but we are going to have to continue to think about and identify even more one-time funds moving forward to keep those investments moving forward. We're speaking with Aaron Gable, the Deputy Director of California's First Five. What are the issues that still have to be resolved? I know preschool is funded in many different sources and different requirements and education levels. What are the issues that we have to work through before and we have to settle over the next you know, number of months before we pass a budget? The governor's trailer bill and his policy proposals have not been yet released as, as part of this budget, but I think his emphasis on high quality learning environments is one that signals his interest in thinking about all of the key standards involved and hopefully not just for preschool, but for preschool as defined zero through five. How are we supporting our teachers before they enter the classroom? Uh, even if that classroom is a little snuggly mat on the floor in their family home where they're licensed to provide services on behalf of the state, what is this ongoing professional development that we're providing to those teachers? It's many of the challenges you hear paralleled in our K-12 education system and we have to think about the heart of that classroom, even if these classrooms are not traditional in a K-12 sense. Erin, before I let you go, I did want to get your quick thoughts on what was really a big part of the governor's proposal, which is extending parental leave to six months. I mean, it's now six weeks in California. I mean, is that just a pipe dream or, or do you think that's actually going to happen? I think that it's probably one of the most exciting and bold parts of the governor's proposal. California has been leading the nation on paid family leave since we originally adopted it in the early 2000s. And yet at the same time, we're dismally behind the rest of the industrialized world. And family leave is the first part of the high quality child care tapestry. No parent should have to be forced to go back to work when they have a six-week-old that by the American Academy of Pediatrics own guidelines should not be in center-based care outside of their home until a minimum of 12 weeks. But to go beyond that and to think about how every parent can have the ability to make the choice to be a high-quality first teacher for their child and to give them basic tools for that is um, an absolute pivotal shift for California and for our thinking around what early learning is. 
And there you have it. That was Aaron Gable, Deputy Director of First Five California. I think that the early education proposals will be well-received, Lewis. One reason is that the money is not coming out of K-12. It's coming from other parts of the budget, so there's no conflict. And speaking of other parts of the budget, there were some other exciting proposals, especially around higher ed. One of the things I learned from Governor Newsom that there are 60,000 students who started their college degrees in California since 2000 and never completed. Governor Newsom calls them near-completers, and he wants to get them back into school to these UC extension programs and to finish their degrees, and that would help California get to this goal of more students with those higher degrees that are needed for jobs in the 21st century. Yeah, at the time that there's a shortage of four-year degrees, this is a great opportunity to bring more people into the workforce. We'll be looking at that in future podcasts as well as updates on the LA Unified strike. That just about wraps it up for this week's version of This Week in California Education. Thanks to our sponsors, the S.D. Bechtel Jr. Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Our producer is Shuka Kalantari. Thanks, Shuka. Our music is from Nate Schwartz Jazz Orchestra. If you like what you hear, write us a review on iTunes. I'm Lewis Friedberg. And I'm John Fensterwald. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.